In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me, all the way from across the pond, still living without daylight savings time, the ghost finder general himself, Mr. Richard Felix. Hello, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Richard? I'm very well, thank you. Yes, it's still dark here, and uh, we're an hour behind you, but at least uh, at least we remembered it this week, so uh, uh, thank God I'm here. Next week, everything's back to normal, by the way. Uh, we put our clocks, um, I don't know whether we put them forwards or back, one or, one or the other. One or the other. Whose bright idea was this, anyways? Oh, it must have been the Americans. I think it was Ben Franklin, wasn't it? Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll be quite honest with you, I think it was Winston Churchill's idea. Was it really? I think so. It was. It was all to do with British summertime um, at the time of the Second World War, so that we could get extra extra work out of people for another hour, something to do with the crops and all that sort of stuff. But you know, we've sort of we've kept it going. But I'm so surprised because I genuinely, Ron, didn't know that you still did it in the states. Oh yeah, we've been doing it since I was born. Really? Well, and that that was a long time ago, wasn't it? Well, not as long as you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Never mind. Caught with them all. <laughs> well, anyway, and actually, you know, I, I, I have got some really, really big news to for uh, us people up in the States. Uh, this August, Karen O'Keefe is coming over. Oh, my goodness. Well, yep. well, well, that's fantastic. Yep. Is he coming over for a fortnight tour like I, like I did last year? For a fortnight. A fortnight. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah you will fortnight, have... Uh, whatever a fortnight time. is. <laughs> yeah, it's two weeks, my friend. Know, 14 I days. Know. I've hung around you long enough, Richard, to know some of this stuff anyways. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep, it'll be good. You'll, uh, he's, um, he's different. Uh, there's no getting yep. away from that. He's, he's, he's different. Yeah, you and know he's still on Most Haunted. Right. You know what's really cool, Richard? Is, I mean, two, two years ago we had David Wells, who was a psychic medium, right? And then That's last, right. year, last year we had you, a historian and paranormal ghostfinder general, and now we That's have me. a parapsychologist and skeptic. So, I mean, it's got a nice little blend there. I think that's great. That's really quite something. Yeah. Um, then you'll have to work on next year, the year after. Um, Matthew Smith uh, might be available. You never know. Really? It's if he doesn't get swayed to the dark side now that he's trying to become a uh, 
Uh, psychic medium or whatever the heck he is going to supposed to be. I, you never know, do you? He may well go with the force. Yeah. Uh, it, speaking of Ben Franklin, now, uh, you know, I actually saw a program the other day where Ben Franklin supposedly had something to do with the Hellfire Cave. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, he was, I mean, he was, I mean, although he was a scientist, he, he was apparently quite interested uh, in uh, in the occult, uh, paranormal investigation, uh, as was Dr. Samuel Johnson, the guy who invented the English Dictionary, of course. I think, to be quite honest with you, Ron, most people in those days, most scientists, or whatever you want to call them, were, were dabbling on in... in in both sides of it, if you if you like, and, and the amazing thing is, you know, Ben Franklin actually came to Derby three times. Really? Yeah, stayed in a house that we still got uh, that I actually feature on my ghost walks. Yeah, uh, he made the uh, he made the rounds in Europe. Let's put it this way: he got to be a little Dallin of the society there. Because he was amazing he too. I, I I know that. He, he invented was well, one of the things he invented, of course, was a lightning conductor, wasn't it? Right. Amongst other things. Amongst other things. But I also have a very interesting uh, murder story uh, that I'm, I'm un unveiling, for want of a better word at the moment, concerning Benjamin Franklin staying in a house really? uh, yeah, in Derbyshire. And this guy um, still haunts this place called Tissington Hall in Derbyshire. Um, and the guy, the guy actually hanged himself um, in the stables. Uh, he owned Tissington Hall. And there was some involvement with Benjamin Franklin. Hmm. And when I know it sounds an amazing thing, but we, you know, I've written an article about it, and there is every possibility that the guy didn't commit suicide, but was actually murdered. And Benjamin Franklin was hmm, around at the time. I have to be careful what I say, obviously, but uh, interesting article. So uh, who knows? But uh, anyway, this guy's ghost. Wait a minute, still you have born. to be careful what you say. Of course, I think I do, that? don't I? You're worried about Ben Franklin's relatives suing you? Well, you never know, do you? <laughs> I'm, I'm also frightened of Ben Franklin's ghost coming back to haunt me. Yeah, I don't doubt that. <laughs> but it's, it's an interesting story, but, but I will be publishing it in the not-too-distant future, and, and it will obviously be coming over to America as well, so um, watch this space, guys. I don't know, it's... it's uh... Uh, I don't know. Just life is so interesting nowadays. That's all I can say. Hey, yeah. You know we've now, got two guests tonight, do you, Ron? No, I don't. I do know that we do have crappy uh, socialized medicine like you guys now, so... Uh... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, well, well, Matthew Smith's actually with me. He's actually sat next to me because he's come really? up to stay with us for the night. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, he's yeah. actually here. Um, yeah. And at, at half past seven after the break, we've got um, Chris back on again. Really? Chris Conway? Yep, only for about ten minutes, because he's, um, apparently he's babysitting, and he's got a very vocal young baby there that, that uh, he says might, might well take over the show, so, but he's, he's, he said he's coming on for another ten minutes, obviously, because we got cut short last week. I know, I did, I know, because of the, uh, Ben Franklin. Well, let's get, let's get Matthew on before we mess this whole thing up. I'd love to talk, you know that. Well, he's here right next to me, mate. Here we go. I'm How here. How Matthew? I am fine. How are you? So you, you knew you were going to be on the show, right, now that you're a psychic? Uh, exactly. I, I know every word you're about to say. Um, yeah, so but I, I sadly, no, I didn't. Might as well just let you talk then, you know, and keep my mouth shut. 
Uh, no, I, I need you to ask. I need to feed off your vibes. Obviously, I oh. must point out that I'm still at the very, very beginning of learning to be psychic, so I'm not making any claims at all. But as you know, I'm actually quite sceptical about a lot of the the claims made by psychics and mediums. But as someone who is trained in psychology, trained in in science, I've always been massively interested in the possibility that maybe, just maybe, some people are able to do this for real. And I thought, well, if I really try and learn it to do, myself, to do it myself, maybe that's the way to find out once and for all, and maybe at the very least convince myself one way or another. So I can't tell you what card you're thinking of unless it was the three of clubs. Oh, my God! There you go. Oh my. <laughs> Perhaps I am more psychic than I thought. Yeah, it would really work if I had cards in my hands. Yes, if, I, if I'd actually asked you to think of a card... But you know, Matthew, what's funny is if I did have cards and I was going to draw them, that was the car I was going to draw. Exactly. It was a precognitive prediction. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm building all these kind of faculties up at the same time. Oh, but amazing. It's it is interesting. Amazing. So we, I kind of just started to do some, you know, practicing and learning and reading and attending workshops and seminars, all those kind of things that people do to try to learn to become psychic. But also, we wanted to be, um, you know, see whether or not I had any psychic ability to begin with. And we did this in a very unscientific way. By really? We spent one morning um, in a town centre, actually in Oxford, which was near where I, I now live. But uh, we were stopping people randomly in the street to ask them to see if we could just do, you know, to, to try something out. We were filming a little bit for a tape that we were making. Um, I just wanted to see whether or not um, I could guess a person's mother's first name. So there's no way I would know that any normal way. I was just going to stop a few people in the street and probably get it wildly wrong and show that maybe at the beginning of this stage, I'm quite clearly not psychic. So doing this not so long ago, first one I stopped, I asked her to explain what we were doing and said, okay, I just wanted to see then if I can just guess your mother's first name. Would that be okay? She said, yeah, that's fine. So I just sort of closed my eyes. Nothing came at all. I then just sort of randomly chose, okay, well, does your mother's name begin with, um, I don't know, B? And she says, yes. <laughs> really? Okay. Wow. Uh, okay, so is your mother's name, and I thought of the first female name I could think of being with B, and I said, is your mother's name Barbara? And she went, yes. Wow. <laughs> and I was completely dumbstruck, because I was expecting to get it completely wrong. So then she then walked off, probably thinking we'd done some kind of weird mind game or some trick and it was just one of the well one of those fluky things i just happened to pick a name and it happened to be right or maybe i am psychic that's what we get to find out so that was an attempt to try and see whether or not i had any abilities at all and maybe i do have something there to build upon hmm. ron let me jump in very quick because this, this is so you listen i mean this is this is what it's all about about moving the goalposts and all this sort of thing. But I was, uh, we'll t talk about this in a bit, but I was at Derek Acora's 60th birthday party on on, um, on Saturday night. Uh, really? And there was Derek a magician. Derek is a Pisces too? Yeah, must be. He must oh, be a Piscean, yeah. Yeah, he is, yeah. Oh, oh, um, go ahead, go ahead, Richard. And basically, this is the amazing thing, there was a, a magician going around, I didn't know, going around the tables. And he told me to pick a card, and I did, and you know what I'm going to tell you, don't you? It was the three of clubs. Of course it was. 
But I mean, <laughs> what's that got to do with it, guys? I don't know, but it was, and I'm thinking, but that's what this is, this is the trouble. You know, we moved the goalpost. Oh, I picked the coup. But that was on Saturday yeah. night. I think also with, with um, I mean, one of the things we're dealing with there with, with psychic stuff, I know it's not talking directly about ghosts and that stuff, but it's all part of this paranormal, and oh, whether or not there was something you know, out there that we can't yet explain. But one of the problems we have in trying to explain those kinds of experiences is just simply a coincidence. Mm. You know, the normal, rational, non-paranormal explanation is that it was just one of those coincidences. But in fact, if you analyse it, you know, what I've basically done is I've, I've, you think that all, how, all those possible names you could come up with, it's hundreds, thousands, millions perhaps. Well, but given that I, first of all, guessed the first letter... And that's going to be a 1 in 26. In fact, it's probably slightly less than that, because you can probably rule out Z and X and so on. Mm-hmm. So then once you've got the letter, then the name is going to be limited to a number of possibilities. I mean, it still flummoxes me. I still don't know whether or not, was it just one of those fluky things, or is it a sign of something? But it's exactly that problem we're dealing with when we try to make sense of this stuff. What, you know, what, what part of this can be explained purely just by chance coincidence? I know, it's... it's- I, I don't know. It's when is coincidence not coincidence? That's what you really got to think about. Yeah, it's how many times I would think. I mean, the question I obviously have to ask Matthew now is: Is that the only person you asked, or did you ask ten more? And what did they well, say? That's right. We, well, we we asked more, and that's the only one I got right. It was just kind of caught us by surprise because yeah. it was the first one. So, so it's just what to me. I put it down to it being a coincidence. But others would say, "Oh, well, maybe you don't know." You that's the whole point. Time. Nobody really knows. But so, how many did you ask? We did about five, and the other ones are completely out of it, you know, completely way off being, mm. which is what I expected, because the aim was really was to show, look, mm. I, I can't do this kind of stuff. But wouldn't it be interesting in a year's time, or however long it takes you, to go back and do, obviously, the same experiment and see whether you actually get four out of five? Yeah, I mean, the, the general aim is to see um, whether or not I can develop any kind of psychic ability, if that's at all possible. And the way of properly assessing it well, you know, on, on, you know, on the journey, we're going to be working with various scientists and parapsychologists and skeptics and so on. But at the end of it, it's to see if we can, or if I can, go for James Randi's million-dollar challenge. So of course, um, James Randi is this arch-skeptic and has, has for many years offered as part of the James Randi Educational Foundation a million dollars for anybody who can demonstrate genuine abilities and, and it's, that's one way of saying, you know, to, to pass that and to win that kind of money, you need to go through, you know, jump through a few hoops. And nobody so far has ever been able to even pass any preliminary tests. So we are going to eventually try to see if we can test this stuff as well to the point where maybe, just maybe, we can become millionaires. What a fantastic idea. And then, of course, after that, he writes the book called The Million Dollar Psychic. Well, maybe after that, I don't need to write the book. No, he, would, dollars. he wouldn't need to. But, uh, I mean, just as a matter of interest, Matthew, how many people have tried for, 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 the, for the million dollars? You know, I mean, lots of mediums yeah. have gone out there. Well, or? I think psychics and various claimants, we're talking a, a few hundred. Really? Years. Right. Um, but nobody has ever got past what's called the pre- preliminary test. So before you can even go for the main challenge for the million dollars, you need to pass, since you do the test beforehand in a kind of in a different way, pass that. And then, you know, potentially do it again. Yeah, of course. In front of him? I don't think it has to be in front of Randy himself, but he'll have various scientists and people who will know what they're talking about, what they're doing, to try to help devise the protocols, Mm. the experiments. 
And as I understand it, you know, that each protocol is tried to be devised according to the particular claim. So it's not as if there's this one standard test that everybody right. does. Right. It depends what people claim they can do. Yeah. But over the years, hundreds of people have gone for it, and no one's even got past the first test. So at the very least, it's a tall order. Mm. Some would say, of course, it's impossible. But either way, we get to find out. Yeah, but is it is impossible? Do you think it's impossible? Nothing's impossible. No, it isn't. I agree with you. And, and if there are genuine mediums out there, which <laughs> there must be, I, I, I'm very surprised up to now that, that um, none of them have, have passed as you, what you've said, the initial, the initial test. Um, but you see, this, is, this leads us on slightly, uh, on a much smaller scale, to what, what Matthew and I are doing at the moment with this um, um, UK's best medium competition. Um, Matthew and I were um, in uh, Liverpool... Um, a fortnight ago, two weeks ago, um, doing a place called Southport, actually, which is just outside Liverpool, with six contestants um, trying to prove that they were the North West best mediums. Um, it was an interesting night, wasn't it, Matthew? It was an eye-opener. We, we, <laughs> we, had, we had done something very, very similar uh, late last year in the Midlands, in, in England, around Halloween, as part of this general attempt to see if we can find the country's best medium. Um, and, of course, this, I'm really interested in this because I get an opportunity to meet various people who believe they, you know, can, for want of a better word, talk to spirits of the dead, um, but also to see if I can develop and learn anything from my own, my own uh, um, journey. Um, and, you know, on this occasion, we found some interesting effect, effects going on. We also seem to create quite a bit of debate um, amongst the audience, uh, you know, many of whom were people who very strongly believed in mediumship would probably describe themselves as being spiritualists. Um, and one of our judges was uh, Billy Roberts, who is a well-known spiritualist medium in this country. You remember we had him on a few weeks ago. He was the guy that said that most male mediums are gay. <laughs> very controversial no, guy. Well, no, wait a minute. Well, yeah, sort of, kind of, whatever, yeah. We, 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 <laughs> okay. I, we, I missed that one. But he does have some very interesting, as Richard says, controversial views. And I think he also likes to stir things up a little Just bit. Just a lot. So he, um, and one of the things that caught people's uh, interest is that he um, suggested that psychometry, which is where you supposedly pick up energies about somebody purely by an object they may own, like a ring or a watch or a piece of jewellery, and he suggested that was actually illegal to do that. And we were doing it as part of the show, as part of the competition. So we weren't quite sure. And that seemed to create a debate, saying, oh, it's not illegal, it depends, it depends on that. He also, even though he himself would be described perhaps as a spiritual yes. medium, yes. I think he describes spiritualism as a furtive religion, as an occult religion, and it seems to kind of stir quite an interesting debate in the audience, Just uh, which I think eventually we cope with we managed to find a winner at least of that competition. But it just shows you there's a huge interest yeah. in the paranormal in general, and in this particular case, in, in the idea of mediumship, that maybe some people are really able to do what they claim to do when they say they are mediums. It was amazing because, uh, well, B Billy Roberts nearly became a ghost himself because we, we were very, <laughs> very lucky yeah, really? to get out without being lynched. Yeah, oh, it was, Ron, it was fantastic. <laughs> it was absolutely eye-opening, to say the least. But this is what we're trying to do. This is the whole crux of the matter, that we are, we're not just there for the ride. We're not trying to put on a, um, a show uh, um, as such, we're actually genuinely trying to find a genuine 
psychic medium that impresses us, the judges, um, into saying there is something in it. They are real. They are genuine. They have really got this guy's grandfather talking to them. Um, and so we are going to um, meet, obviously, after the other, the other night, a certain amount of, of controversy, adversity um, on the way around. And I think that's great, because I think that's what you need. Um, a little bit of controversy on the show um, gets people talking. So it was, it was fascinating. It's calmed down. Uh, everybody's um, okay about it. The, the the contestants were great. They were okay. It was basically the audience that were um, really? concerned about it. And, if, and in fact, the contestants did really well. Well, because, they did. You know, part of what mediumship seems to be when you're seeing it performed, or whether it's in a public theatre or it's a spiritualist church, is a medium will come on stage and will say, I've got this ex-person, you know, in spirit, and, you know, will we'll, we'll decide themselves... Who are they going to give the message to? Yeah. Well, as part of the, 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 the night's proceedings, we wanted to mix up a little bit and make it a bit more difficult by having people randomly chosen. So we would have basically raffle tickets who each person would have, and one would be randomly chosen out of a bucket, and, and that person would have to be the person they would give a reading to. So it wouldn't be the normal conditions that a medium would perform under. Again, it's not, it's not strict scientific testing, but we were trying to at least make it a little bit more difficult and rule out some of the more normal explanations. And, again, all the mediums were happy to do that. And you know, some of them came up with some very interesting readings that seemed to be accurate. Um, and, again, the question is, you know, is it coincidence? Is something else going on? But at least these people are very keen to themselves engage in this kind of testing, really, to find out more about what they believe, their own abilities. So, hopefully, as part of this tour of the whole country, we'll meet so many more mediums, and we really hope we will find that, you know, a few people we can test in a, in a much you know, a big grand final and perhaps find the UK's best medium. Mm. And someone who is, is, is really ge genuine uh, in the field. Um, it, it, was, it was quite fascinating because one or two of them, obviously they brought people with them. They, they obviously brought uh, supporters with them either from their local spiritualist church. Uh, hence the fact that we, we, we got them to, you know, we chose raffle tickets uh, rather than let, letting them go to, the, to anybody in the audience. But it was quite interesting to notice that one or two of them actually said, I, I know that person. Um, shall we go on or not? And we, we then said, well, would you mind, you know, let's, let's pick another raffle ticket so that we do genuinely pick someone that, that you don't know, that you don't know anything about, which I thought was very commendable on, on, on the part of the, of the, of the mediums, um, which, again, was different. You know, it surprised me um, and surprised some of the audience. Because, it, you know, it's very easy to give a reading on someone that you know, but not so easy when it's someone you don't know. But the other thing you've got to remember is that when, when these guys do readings, because, you know, people come along, knock on their door, pay money to have a reading, um, then it's, it's not someone you've picked. It's someone that comes to you and says, you know, give me a reading, which is exactly what we were doing on the night. Please give a reading to this person. And to be honest with you, Ron, we were quite impressed. I think is, is the way to put it, on, on what we saw. But uh, we've a long way to go with the whole of the British Isles to, to, to cover. And who knows when we finish the British Isles, where we may be coming next. I told you. U.S. will take a crack at that. But I think it would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you I know really, what? really do. Um, you know what we need to do next, of course, is to get it televised. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, we're in the early stages, very early stages. We've done two, uh, and we're learning as we go along. But uh, I think it could be, you know, obviously the UK's best medium. 
Uh, we may go for Ireland's uh, best medium, uh, America's best medium, and, and then what? The world's best. The w come on, guys. I mean, think about it. Um, is it is it something that 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 they have in France? Here, we've talked about this before. You you're obviously writing your new book or written your new book. You know, are the mediums in France, uh, Germany, Italy, Spain? Who, right. I don't know. You oh, know that wrong. Poland. Poland. Oh. oh. Well, there you go. I presume you're wrong. So. Anyways, I, I do want to mention something, because now you talked about coincidence and so forth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys know what a hack shack is, or a shack hack, or whatever the heck it is? Did I do, yeah. I've got one here, and I've also got the other one that I brought over to America. I can't remember what it's called. But obvious. Obvious. So here's the deal. At our last ghost hunt, we did a hack shack uh, gallery. Where right. the where the medium electronic medium now or electronic psychic actually uh, told us about people in the audience. How about that? that so what's the difference? What's the difference between that and a, and a real person? Well, first, so I need, what, so tell me what's a hack shack? Oh, basically, it is a uh, a radio shack, uh, AMF radio where the scanner has been disconnected. And uh, so it took constantly scans, and then it will speak by taking uh, messages out of the air, basically out of the, the airwaves. Right. It's good, it's good. It, it basically picks a word right. and, and says it, or, or even, even phrases that put a sentence together. Because what's the difference between, you know, if, if, if a spirit can move something, if yeah. a spirit can influence you, you your, your yeah. voice, then why shouldn't it be able to influence the frequencies? Of a radio, but what 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 is it designed to do? What's it supposed to be used for? But for just but for that, it's a radio. Hand. It's a radio. Yeah, but it's designed to speak to spirits, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's well, someone's designed this electronic piece of equipment yes. as a way of almost like an electronic Ouija board. Yeah, absolutely right. Okay. Yes, indeed. And, was, and Ron, you were saying you did this then, and and this was giving meaningful messages. Yeah, that's the interesting part about it. We did, we did a regular ghost hunt where, we, you know, we divide the groups up, we all do our things. And then in the, in the middle of the night, uh, we took a break and we got everybody together and we went over some of the stuff. And then I took this this uh, cheap Radio Shack radio and uh, it began giving messages to the people in the audience and they were significant. Tell us more, Ron. What, I mean, can, can you give us an instance of what, what happened? Because my, my problem, again, with... With things like that, is that you know you get the occasional word that says mm, I don't know murder or 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 John or, or well, see, yeah. that's the, that's the interesting thing. Now, if that would be cool, like if you were you know something about a ghost at the mm. place, but we were talking yes. about messages to people in the audience. So, okay. for instance, it, for instance, it said red. And that was the, the first thing. So we said, are there any redheads here? And two or three redheads up. And then it, it progressed into saying significant things that were, I mean, things that were significant to this person. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, it sounds fascinating, but it, it, it goes back a little bit to me sort of saying three of clubs. As you mentioned it tonight, and oh, my God, it was in my mind. So in other words, I suppose there were, you know, <laughs> I hate to say it, how many redheads were there in the audience? How many people were were wearing red underpants in the audience? Uh, oh yeah, we we looked at that stuff. Well, I certainly checked really? out the. Uh, never, never mind. I mean, I mean, we we. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, it, <laughs> it sounds really interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm fascinated by it. And like you say, either it is 
suggestion that then that's what spirits are doing, they're influencing this machine, or it's also something which shows you that, again, when something is, is producing what's effectively random information, mm -hmm. people are able to make sense of it. But it sounds like a fascinating piece of equipment, and something I'd love to find out actually, more about. Actually, actually, actually uh, should I say Dr. Matthew? Or, or, I, I don't know how to address you, sir. You can just call me Matthew. Matthew. Oh, we gotta take a break. I'll continue on the way back on, on after the break. Right now, you Welcome are talking to, to uh, We'll be right back with the following messages. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk gobbledygooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Paris family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Paris family. Combine snide and remark, and you've got snark. Combine Lisa Mena and Valia Alvarez on Monday nights, and you've got Deep Dish Snark. Monday nights at 9, 8 Central, part of the Her Insight Network. When you've had enough at work or at home, and you're ready to laugh, join Lisa and Valia for their no BS look at the world and the people in it. They'll be serving up a no-holds-barred take on pop culture, current events, entertainment, and family matters. With segments like Accidentally Helpful, TV is Now My Hobby, and Who Sucks This Week? Deep Dish Snark delivers something for every girl who enjoys life with a dash of sarcasm. Lisa Manna is a former TV news anchor turned stay-at-home mom. She's making sure if anyone screws up her kids, it's her. Valya Alvarez suffers life as a jack-of-all-trades, mistress of none, by juggling a PR career, marriage, motherhood, and more. Don't miss Deep Dish Snark with Lisa Manna and Valya Alvarez. Monday nights at 9, 8 Central. Part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. We are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick on Pararex, Toji Net, Ghost Channel, and beyond. Uh, right now, we have, uh, we still have uh, Dr. Matthew Smith with us. Oh, good. He's listening. He's staying with me yeah. for the night in my Oh, okay, now. okay. I wasn't sure what, what the deal was, you know. I'm, I'm always the last right, thing you know. Careful <laughs> what you say. I, I have to because I was just going to say something. But it wasn't that fascinating. I, I, I found that, you know, because it had nothing to do, like, you know, talking about the ghost of the place, but rather something that the particular people in the audience could be uh, identified with. I, so, I, I, must, I like the idea very much. Something I'd never thought of doing. So literally, I mean, did you have a medium on, on, on the stage or were, were you doing it yourself? I was doing it myself. And you had an audience. I certainly had an audience, and a large audience. Uh, not, not super large, like though. Like okay, we had, we, had, we, had, we had about 30 people, okay, so not super large that it's, no, no, you know... No, no, it doesn't matter, does it? But, oh, it does it, matter. It, 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 the, the, larger the, the larger the audience, the more random uh, thoughts uh, are yeah. significant, because there's more very, people... Very, very interesting. Right. Uh, good ex experiment, and something that we'll, um, we need to talk about some more and see if we can go into it. It's, it's great. Sounds good yeah. to me. Anyways, we have a, a uh, interesting guest on the line right now. I believe we that we have uh, the uh, psychic from uh, psychic medium. Uh, anyways, at least I know he's Scottish. Uh, from uh, <laughs> most haunted, Mr. Chris Conway. 
<laughs> Thank you for that great introduction. <laughs> well, you know, I messed it up last week. I, I said you were in English, and I almost got crucified over here. <laughs> I, I, I forget that you English, you know, you're all sensitive about that, and you don't even have to be sensitive to be sensitive about listen, it, evidently. Listen, we're not all English. You must remember that we're, we, we might be British, Ronald, but, but we're actually we're Irish, Scottish, uh, and Welsh. And, and I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> devolution happening at the moment, and they're all going their own way. And if we're not careful, they'll leave, they'll leave the English all on our own, which isn't good. Mm. I think it's a bit like the American War of Independence, but on a smaller scale. Can, can Chris talk now, Richard, or what? Yes, of course he can. Hi, Chris. How are you? Thanks, Ron. <laughs> I'm good, thanks, Richard, to yourself. We, I'm very well, thanks. We're going to bring your volume up because we can barely hear you, Chris. Okay. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me yeah. now? Yeah. I can. Yeah. Go ahead, Richard. Can you see me? Yeah, I Go can ahead. hear you fine. Can, yeah? Can Ron, Ron can, you, can you hear him? <laughs> Hello, London calling. London calling. I, I do. I, I hear him. He's a, he's, a, he's a voice in the wind. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yeah, how are you going, Chris? How's things? How's, how's your week been? Yes, it's been. It's not a bad week. A bit quieter than last week. Thanks, Richard. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we unfortunately, because of the time difference, got got slightly cut off um, uh, from last week. It's just been very nice to sort of talk to you a little bit more about uh, about you because I, I was absolutely fascinated. Um, I mean, we've never actually we'd, we'd never met uh, and, no. until the other day, um, and I'm, I was quite interested to, to realise how much you and I seem to be singing from the same hymn sheet Without uh, a as doubt, regards could, the paranormal and ghosts. We could create our own choir. Do you know, we actually could. That's quite interesting. There's actually, uh, Dr. Matthew Smith sat with me as well, uh, who was also uh, an escapee from Most Haunted. Um, <laughs> and um, it, he, he sat very interested in, in what the whole situation is. Um, I was very interested last week because you, you're one of these guys that doesn't believe that all ghosts are evil. No, I definitely don't. Hi, Matthew. Um, I, I definitely <laughs> don't. Um, I think the majority of ghosts, the same as this plane, the majority of ghosts are good, and that's the thing. And I think it's a bit of an insult to the spirit world when you're, when you're, tell, when you're calling them all evil. I think that's a bit, it's a bit insulting to them, a bit disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, the, basically the situation, the problem is, of course, that, that we've obviously got Hollywood, um, um, you know, filmmakers who, who yes. believe that, that um, to make a, you, know, you have to make a scary movie because obviously, you know, the vast majority of Joe Public uh, are terribly, want, want the scare factor, basically. It's like going on a ride uh, at a theme park. You know, you want the scariest ride and, the, uh, and, and you want to scream. And so I presume it's exactly the same thing with um, both TV and, and, and filmmaking where, you know, everyone thinks that, that ghosts have got to be scary. Um, I always start my talks by saying the profession of a ghost, if it had one, isn't to scare you. No, de Would you agree with me? I, I agree with you 100%, Richard. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know there are, I mean, tell me this. If, right, you're a nasty person. I mean, obviously, I'd love to know where Hitler thank, is. Thank, thanks, um, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, Hitler is, obviously was a very evil person, Attila the Hun, um, and various other people. Um, what happens? You're, an, you're, you're not very nice over here on this plane, uh, and you, you pass over to 
wherever we go, another spiritual dimension, another level, uh, frequency, or wherever, do we do we take that evil or nastiness with us? With, with, without a doubt. Um, so if, you, if you're evil on this plane, um, you'll move on, in my belief system, you'll move on to the plane directly above, which organised religion would call hell. Um, right. But the, 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 on this plane, the vast majority of people are good, and there's only that small minority of people that are evil. It's very yeah, yeah, unlikely yeah. You're, you're ever going to meet true evil in, on this plane. And I think it's the same on the other once once you pass over onto the other plane. True evil, it, it's there's not that much of it out there, and I can understand why Hollywood movies want to make evil because for a movie, I, I dare say, a, a nice old guy that was a sailor turning up to, to have a cup of tea with you, it's not going to be as it's not going to be as as capturing as this big evil monster. But I think when we're so you've got about, an evil an evil demon. That, that, that's coming to, to, to drag you out of bed at, at three o'clock in the morning and and, um, and do do whatever evil demons do to you at three o'clock in the morning. Basically. So, this, come on, what about demons? What about that? I mean, is there such a thing? I hope we're, still, hope we're still talking about ghosts here, Richard. This isn't a past experience and a Saturday No, no, far from it. No, it's never <laughs> happened to me. It, it was my fear. It was my fear as a kid, but, you know, obviously, I, I, well, I haven't really grown out of it because I'm still frightened of ghosts, but... Uh, so, you know, demons, same thing. Is there such a thing? I think, um, I, I do believe uh, demons do exist somewhere, but um, I don't believe they can be called up at will. I don't think it's that, can, that, it's, it's that easy. And I, don't, I certainly don't think a demon, a true demon, if, if they exist, can be sent on. And I don't think they're going to communicate with a mere medium. Right. What do you think about that, Ron? I'm staying out of this. Oh, come on! Oh, no, I get in trouble all the time. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be a good boy here. I'm not going to interrupt all this love fest going on, so uh, whatever. <laughs> Chris, can I ask you a question? It's Matthew. Yes, Chris. Chris? I just want to ask you, um, obviously you know, you've been involved in investigating haunted places, but I've heard some mediums say that places aren't haunted, people are haunted. What do you think about that? Oh, that's deep. That's very, that's yeah, I'm not sure what it means. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, <laughs> it dep- depends what you, what you mean by that, Matthew. Um, well, if, my understanding when I've heard if, me, and if, at least more than one medium say it, is that, you know, it's not as if you go to a building and there's anything particular about that building. It's the people who experience ghosts yeah. and meet them, see them, hear them, feel them, whatever they might do. Yeah. It's those people who, for want of a better term, are haunted. They're the ones having the experience. It's not necessarily anything about the building or place itself. Does that make sense? Right. It, it, it does. Um, I think um, certain buildings, my personal belief, certain buildings are, are haunted by spirits that actually either love the place or something bad happened in the place. Um, and I do think that they return to, to, to the scene um, quite, quite a lot. Um, if you mean... People are haunted as in it's, in their, it's all in their imagination when, when they experience anything paranormal. Then I dare say some of that is the case at certain points. Um, but I don't think that could um, count for 100% of the things. Okay. I'm not necessarily saying it, it, it's just you know, a psychological reason why people might have the experiences. But I think, I think the idea that I'm assuming that the mediums were saying that, that it was... 
more to do with the, the people themselves though, rather than just the building itself. But you think that there's, there's some suggestion that, yes, spirits though somehow seem to return to the places they may have spent a lot of time at when they were alive yeah. or where they may have died at that time? Without a doubt. But also, um, spirit can follow people about as well. Um, they don't always attach themselves to a house. They may um, attach themselves to a younger relative who reminds them of themselves and they'll be, they'll, the, the person might not know they're there, but they'll go around, I'm not saying they're guardian angels, but similar sort of role. And basically when somebody's feeling low, um, my belief is it's the spirit world that pull you through it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what me saying before, this idea that I guess spirits or people who when they pass the spirits world again i have a hard time often using some of these terms because my belief system is i find it really hard to try to think you know does a spirit world actually exist if so where does it exist it's hard to think of it in terms of anything that compares to this world but what you're saying is you know at least some so-called spirits do seem to return from wherever they are in the spirit world and actually visit the earth visit the earth plane as the term often is to me, it often makes it really hard to try to make sense of those ideas. Yeah, with, without a doubt. But I think if you're thinking that as a physical thing, it's very difficult because we're in this physical world. But um, I always liken it to, it's, um, if you'd went back many, many years ago before television was invented, and you, you walked into the room and says, right, look at this, this wooden box at the time. And these people would say, okay. And you say to them, in this box... Um, in years to come, you're going to be able to see someone on the other end of the world. You're going to be able to see what they're wearing. You're going to hear all the information they want to tell you about where they are, say Australia or wherever. Um, these people would have looked at you as if you were crazy. And it's a, it's a similar sort of thing. It's the, the, the pictures have been sent through into this television in a similar way that the, the information to a medium has been piped through to us. Um, and it's, it's, it's different planes, so... Um, if you're thinking of it as, as just this plane here, it is quite difficult to imagine where can they all go. Yes, and I completely agree. I think, I think it's a, a, good, a good analogy, that, and I think it shows you that, um, it shows that even, even, even now, when I have somebody talking to me on a mobile phone from the other side of the world, I, I have no yeah. idea how that really works, but I understand that it can be explained through potentially physics. You, know, you, can, you can explain to me that it does, it does work on a physical basis. Do you think that eventually a kind of scientific, physical explanation is going to be possible for mediumship? Of course. I think, I think, I think eventually it will do. I really do. Um, the thing is, most mediums don't know how we get the information. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's something that's always happened to us. So... Um, it's that using your mobile phone just because you use it doesn't mean you understand how that stuff gets to you. And it's the same for most mediums. We, we, we know that somehow we, we, we can, we do have a link with the, the other side. Um, a lot of the time we can't tell you how it works. And that's why um, it's not an exact science. And that's why someday my belief is, I don't know when it'll be, whether it'll be hundreds of years from now, but I believe someday... Um, science will come up with a way to explain the, the spirit world and hopefully connect to the spirit world without a medium. 
couldn't agree more. I mean, I okay. used to say 8 out of 10 ghosts can be explained. I've now changed it. I now say 10 out of 10 ghosts can be explained, but not yet. Yeah, exactly. Spot okay. on, okay. Richard. All right, guys, you're going to have to behave yourself because uh, Karen O'Keefe is in the chat room. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, he's keeping an eye on you. And Chris, I've got to get this because I've got I got one of these hot chicks that really loves you, and she's been bugging me all day. <laughs> she wants she wants to say uh, where is that stupid thing? Um, say hi from Krusty Club and Boot Camp, and ask them to say hello to Sharon. <laughs> hi Sharon and hi Krusties. <laughs> I'm so that, that actually makes some sense to you? I mean, not on the psychic plane, but on the real-life plane? No, oh, I thought everybody had heard of the Krusties. <laughs> what is a Krusty? you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I must say, Ron, that, that in the last few, few couple of weeks, uh, Chris has, has gathered one hell of a following. Uh, he, he's, he, he obviously had a fan club before. Uh, he, he's got a much bigger one now, um, and he's becoming a very popular guy. Right. Chris, it's yeah. Matthew again. Um, Can I ask you one very hypothetical question? Yeah, of course, um, if, if it just hypothetically somebody came up to you who was learning to be psychic... Oh, here we go. If, any advice for this hypothetical person who was learning to be psychic? Like Matthew? Uh, it depends what you mean by psychic, Matthew. If you mean learning to be a medium and you've not got the gift, then I personally don't believe it's possible. If you mean by psychic, learning to be more sensitive, then that's possible. And um, the advice I'd give to that is, is um, the first thing is learn to meditate, because meditation is the key. And me meditation, no matter what, what level in the psychic plane you're working on, meditation is it's the first step towards managing to... Um, solve the puzzles of, of of the psychic world. Wow! Now listen, you've All got right. it now. You listen. He's killed it, Ron, because Matt's gone. Off, Matthew's gone off into a corner. Yeah, well, that's, 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 a, that's a good idea. Now maybe I can get a word, it, word it once in a while here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Only my freaking show. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I think we. we uh, yeah, I'll give you um. Uh, anyway, we talked about this a little bit before. I think if you try too much at being a psychic, then it, it isn't as good. I mean, I, I think if you have ability, it's just going to happen. I don't think you really have to go into all this psychic training crap. I, I, think, I think you're probably right. I think it's a bit like this piano business. If, if you've got the gift to be able to play the piano but can't read music, uh, it's something that you just happen to be born with. But I don't think that you can teach yourself to do it. I think you could perhaps go to a music teacher and they would, they would teach you with music, with, you know, sheet music, how to do it. But you'd never be able to do it without. So I don't know, but I'll be very interested to see what happens in a year's time when Matthew comes back and talks to us some more. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, oh, there you go. You can say no, no. that, can't they? You know, it's, it's really interesting. Now... You know, Richard, that I've always, like you were in the beginning, I always consider myself thick as a brick, psychically. Um, you may. Yeah, but, you know, working with Maureen all these years, of course, now I consider myself a dumb psychic where I just know stuff, okay? And I don't try it. It's nothing I really, uh, you know, want to develop or anything. It just happens. And it was, it was really funny, though, because I did a book signing on Saturday, 
uh, Ghost Chronicles, which is also available in the UK on Amazon UK. But anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, we, we had a uh, psychic there, and she caught me, she says, I see a beautiful woman next to you, Ron, which, you know, already piqued my interest. Um, of course. Yeah. You know, because usually I get the old lady, okay, there's an old lady with you, you know. But she says, oh, this is a beautiful, beautiful woman with you. And she's upset because you don't use your ability. And I said, oh. hmm, that kind of makes sense. So was this random thoughts, Dr. Matthew Smith? Who knows? I mean, I, I found when I've gone to psychic fairs and I've started to go to development classes and this kind of thing, each time I go there, people do say to me, oh, I, I do sense that, you know, you, you have some untapped psychic potential. Yeah. I think you could be a medium. And I think, oh, great, because that's what I want to do. I want to see if I can do that. But, of course, you quickly think, I'm sure they'd tell that to everybody. Yeah. So then you start thinking, you know, is it, is it worth anything being told that? So maybe you do, you, know, you should be um, developing this, this ability more. I know that's what I'm trying to do. I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to spend at least a year, if not longer, everything I can to see if I really can develop this stuff. Matthew, can I ask, are you, are you, because I don't know much about it, but are you hoping to become a proper medium? Are you hoping to become a cold reader? Ooh, I love that. I like it. I love that. A proper medium. That's what I want to be, a proper medium. Very good question, and a question I'm fully prepared to answer, but let me first say this. No, no, I think it's a good question, and my honest answer is I would be very keen to learn to become, in quotes, a proper medium, or a proper psychic, proper... I mean, my, my, my general aim, or one way to kind of test to see if I can do this, is to go for this, uh, you know, the James Randi Million Dollar Challenge, which, again, you know, yeah. brings with its own criticisms, but the idea is to, to, to do that, you would supposedly have to be, in quotes, a genuine article, whether it's a psychic medium. I'm also interested in... Things like cold reading. I would love to learn, and I have, you know, already started to, to delve more into the whole world of cold reading to find out whether or not cold reading really can explain what psychics and mediums do. You would, of course, say, well, of course it can't explain it. But a lot of skeptics, a lot of cynics will say, well, let's, when you see a medium perform, when you see a good psychic, you're really just seeing a good cold reader. And I'm, I'm wanting to find out, well, to what extent, extent can cold reading explain some of these things? And what kinds of things can it not explain? I know I want I to learn about that, but I also really yeah. want to see if I can genuinely develop psychic ability, mediumship, yeah. whatever it might be, something yeah. which proves to me there is something genuine going on here. Yeah. I think, personally, cold reading could give you a very good reading. I really do. But I think um, a proper, true medium will... They'll be bringing out information which couldn't be gleaned from a cold reading. And um, I think that's a big difference. Um, they won't just walk out um, and say, I'm getting the, the, a name starting with the letter M, and, or I'm getting an older lady standing beside you with, um, well, saying I'm not a cold reader because I can't think of anything, um, with bad legs or whatever. Um, and I think, the, I think you probably could... Um, if somebody wanted to believe enough, I think you probably could get a reading for, from that. Um, but I think a good um, medium will they'll go far beyond that, and that's the difference. Um, once they get a good connection with you, they will then start to bring a lot more information out for you, and they'll be able to tell you things, um, not all the time, but a lot of the time they'll be able to tell you things that nobody else would know. 
and I think that's the difference. And, 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 and there's a big part of me that kind of, is, 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 I do kind of feel that, that cold reading doesn't always explain everything. I think it can explain a lot of the readings that we often see mediums and psychics give. And I think what's an important part of this project is to try to really highlight the extent to which cold reading can explain some readings, and if it turns out that way, where it can't explain it. So that people are yeah. trying to encourage people to be more aware of these other explanations when they themselves have readings, when they go and see a medium or a psychic perform, so they can know when it's a good reading, when it can't be yeah. easy to explain like that, and when to be not quite so impressed, when to think, well, hold on a minute, that, that could actually apply to a lot of people, that could have been reliant on this, that, and the other, and, and be aware of some of the more normal explanations for psychic reading. Yeah, w w without a doubt, but um, I think, coming from a medium's point of view, I think it's very difficult for science to be able to um, differentiate because of the way um, a medium gets their information through, because I always describe it like a fog and you need to try and clear the fog away and at the beginning you're sort of trying to pull you'll be getting a lot of information that's trying to pull the information out and sort of put the puzzle together and bring it out for the person so um, I don't know how you could come up with some with some way to um, differentiate the, the two I think you would need to uh, li listen to the full uh, reading that somebody gets um, rather than just pull parts of it apart because it's um, in everyday life if somebody's telling you something I could take your sentences and start pulling them apart and saying um, even a plumber you know I could pull them apart and say well he's actually telling you about these pipes but um, does he actually know about these pipes out of a book or um, has he learned about these pipes or is he actually just looking at the pipes and thinking right that sort of would go with most pipes, so I'm going to go with that. And I think, so, it's very difficult. Hmm. Chris, I, I don't know if you, you heard the beginning of the show, but uh, I was talking about a, an event we had, and we actually had a gallery using a hack shack, and that is an electronic device where this electronic device uh, did a reading for people in the audience. Okay. And that I didn't. I was babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the glamour of being a medium. <laughs> so, so what? What is your thought on that? I mean, and you know, does that make sense? Is it possible? Yeah, I think basically what that's what I've just said to Matthew. Um, that with using cold reading alone, you can. And if something's been pre-programmed to um, go for. Um, the averages, and they're going to they're going to bring out um, something that's going a lot of statements that are going to fit for the majority of the country. Then I think, without a doubt, you could get a, a decent reading out of it. Um, but and that's that's what I was trying to point to earlier on. I think the difference is a proper medium that they'll you walk away from them thinking there's no way what he's he or she has just told me they could have known, and there's no way that they could have gleaned that out of any information I've given them or body language or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, that, and that's exactly what I'm interested in. And, that, and also because I do have the interest in you know, how you study this kind of thing scientifically, that maybe by taking this very unique approach, by learning um, you know, myself to see if I could have the experiences and also think about ways, new ways perhaps, to study this scientifically by having a better understanding of what it might feel like 
to, to give readings, to have experiences, to, to, to maybe get information. You don't know where it's coming from, but when you give, you give people readings and you tell them something, it seems to be accurate. At least by trying to understand the experience of it, I hope I will also have been a beneficiary to understand other people's experiences and perhaps you know, be, be involved in thinking of better, more um, sensitive ways of trying to study that scientifically. Yeah, that's a good that's a good attitude to go into it with, Matthew. I think it, without a doubt, um, you have to walk in somebody's shoes before you can understand that person's ethos. And um, I agree with you the way you're going about it. It, it. it can't do any harm. And if at the end of the experience you can um, you get there and you think, I still don't believe in psychics or mediums and their ability. But um, you can sort of um, empathise with us, then I think something good's came out of it. Um, but we'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting to speak to you once you've finished it all. No, exactly. No, and, and also I may, I may be calling up for bits of advice again. You know, am I meditating but, in the right way? Am I should be doing this? Should be doing that? But uh, I'll let you know how things develop. You're more than welcome, Matthew. <laughs> well, Chris, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show. We're just about out of time here. I do want to give a shout-out from M. Lucan April, or whatever the heck that is. Why do they give me these cryptic messages? Why can't they just speak <laughs> English? <laughs> God. Anyways, Chris, it's a pleasure. I, I love talking with you. Uh, evidently, our listeners do, too, because the chat rooms get clogged up as well, so that's good. Fantastic. I've really enjoyed it, Rod. Um, again, Really, really enjoyed my time here. You are all interesting guys to speak to. Yeah, thank you so much, Chris. And you thank too, you. Chris. Good luck with the babysitting, mate. Yeah. yeah, it's all over. it's all over now. Caroline's come home and she's she's taken Jessica off me, so I'm a free oh, man. Oh, you're all right. You can carry on for another hour then. <laughs> I'm happy to do that. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Talk to you soon. Take, take care, Richard. See you soon, mate. Bye, everybody. Cheers, bye, bye. Well, that was interesting. Uh, Dr. Matthew Smith, we want to thank you so much as well. Um, I'm really interested in this project you've got going on, and hopefully you'll be as psychic as me one of these days. Yeah, exactly. I, too, could be a dumb psychic. There you go. You don't have to work at it. But see, you're working at it, so you're not going to be as dumb as me. Halfway there, I'm dumb. Yeah, but you, you are, you're not going to be as dumb as me because you're working at it. See, if you don't work at it and you just become one, then that's, you know, that's pretty dumb. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and of course, I shall continue to be the psychic brick. You know, Richard, I have hope for you, actually. No, I'm beyond hope, matey. Absolutely well, beyond it. <laughs> no. Anyways, uh, we have some great shows coming up. Uh, you guys have a hear of, of a guy. Uh, oh, God, I just lost his name. Ha! How bad is that? Oh, and you're supposed to be a dumb psychic. I know. Evidently, he's blocking it. Oh, no. Who's doing that? Ah! Oh. Voodoo. Anyway, we haven't got a good show anyway. Yeah, it'll be good, whatever it is. <laughs> so anyway, thank, guys. You, thank you guys. And uh, Richard, uh, anything quick before you want to leave? Anything quick? No, I don't think I have, actually. Um, very quiet oh. at the moment. No, nothing exciting happening. I'm having a bit of a break. So, uh, but I'll report back next week. All right, good night. God bless everyone. Soon, bye-bye. From goalies to ghosties, long-legged beasties, and things that go bump.